Welcome to Brachos, Daf Chafbeitz, page 22. The Gemara begins continuing the discussion of the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda in the previous Mishnah seemed to not agree with the Takanas Ezra, with the idea that a Balkari, someone who has a seminal mission, has to go to the Mikvah before they can study Torah, before they could say the Shema, before they could daven. And Rabbi Yehuda seems to say that you could do it, because he said in the Mishnah, that you can make all the blessings, you can say the Shema, even when you are a Balkari. And the Gemara challenges us because there's another statement from another Mishnah, which says that Rabbi Yehuda seems to say that if, let's say, there was a number of examples, but let's say somebody was already a Zav, so he was ready, has a different, higher form of Tumah, uh, and then he becomes a uh, Balkari. So Rabbi Yehuda said he doesn't have to go to the Mikvah for Ezra, because what is it going to help him? He's still going to be Tumah anyway, so since the Mikvah will not totally make him Tahar, he doesn't have to worry about Takhanas Ezra. But the implication is that Rabbi Yehuda fundamentally does agree that after someone has a seminal mission, he must actually go to the mikvah before he can learn and before he can say the Shema. So it's a contradiction. So the Gemara answers that really Rabbi Yehuda agrees with Takanas Ezra, that you do have to go to the mikvah. But saying the Shema, saying the blessings of the Shema, that's not really learning Torah. You're not really quoting Psukim. You're not even doing uh, Mishnah or even Gemara. Rather, the Gemara compares this to like learning Hilchos Darach Eretz, the laws of Darach Eretz, which are, which are just basically the ways that we should act, but not necessarily quoting Pesukim and really engaging in Torah study. So consequently, Rabbi Huda does agree that you have to go to the mikveh before you study Torah, but he does not count saying the blessings of the Shema as an example of that particular requirement. Um, the Gemara goes on and uh, talks about an idea where Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra says that he disagrees with the whole Takhanas Ezra. He says it doesn't apply anymore, and his words are very dramatic. The words of Torah cannot accept, are not receptible to Tumah. So therefore, it doesn't matter if you have carried, it doesn't matter if you had a seminal mission, you could still study Torah all you want because nothing will happen to the words of Torah. And there was even a story where there was a student who was Migam Game Lamala. He was above Reb, maybe he was on the upper floor, and he wasn't saying the words. He was sort of like, uh, he was saying them like in a, in a way that, in an inaudible way. And Yudah said, let the words of Torah go out because the words of Torah do not accept Tumah. And then the Gemara says, why? Because the words of Torah are compared to Aish, to fire, just like fire cannot be Makabal Tumah, cannot become susceptible to Tumah, so to the words of Torah cannot be susceptible to Tumah. The Gemara goes on and tells us, Rav Nachman tells us that the world is no hag. The custom of the world is to paskin like this position of Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, that divrei Torah, not Makabal Tumah. So therefore, we don't follow the Takana Ezra. And this, by the way, is the halacha today. The Gemara goes on and says that, um, quote, Ziri, who says that they were batlua letfilusa, they actually nullified, they got rid of this rule that you have to be tova, go to the mikvah. Some people said, batlua letfilusa, they were mevatel, the concept of the tilasidayim, that you have to wash your hands before you daven, because they were worried, worried, especially if there was no water available, that if you would end up uh, running after water, you might actually miss this man tfila. Then the Gemara introduces another idea, a new idea called Tisha Kavim, nine Kavim of water, which is about approximately three to five gallons of water. And the idea is that some people said, yes, you do have to go to them. You have to become purified from carry from seminal emission, but you don't have to immerse in the mikvah. All you have to do is have nine Kavim of water uh, put on you. And then it's, it's quoted in a bunch of rabbis' names, including Ben Azai, that Ben Azai went and taught his students this halacha that you only need nine Kavim. And the idea why 
he might have done this is because Mishum Bittel Torah, he didn't want his students to not engage in Torah study. So therefore, nine kaven is easier to get a hold of. Just pour some water. It's basically like a shower. That's a lot easier than actually immersing in the mikvah. And other people say Mishum Bittel Pirovivia, that if we, if you really were so worried about not being able to learn if you had sexual relations, then maybe people wouldn't engage in sex. This is obviously very ironic coming from Benazai, who we know never got married because he was so interested in studying Torah. So he obviously was not so concerned with the mitzvah of Peruvru, with the mitzvah of procreation. Uh, the Gemara continues and says, what is the logic behind those opinions that say that this teaching should not be taught in public, um, that you only need not in Kabin? And the concern is, so that Torah scholars not be with their wives having sex like roosters. So there actually seems to be a limiting desire so that scholars don't have too much sex. The Gemara goes on to give a wild story. It says that there was actually one Torah scholar who, Tova um, Isha, he one time tried to have sex with a, with a single woman. They were both single. And she said to him, Reka, empty one, do you have a mikvah of 40 sa afterwards that you can be, be tevil in afterwards in order to study Torah? And right away that got him to separate. It's a very wild story. It sounds like the fact that he wouldn't be able to learn after engaging in sexual relations was enough to get him to uh, prevent uh, having the sexual relations. Then Mara goes on and says, um, makes very interesting distinctions between what caused the seminal emission. Maybe if the person was sick and it was an involuntary seminal emission, then maybe the halacha would be that you only need nine kavan instead of the full 40 saw. Umar also goes on and talks about uh, this possible distinctions between whether you're teaching Torah to yourself. If you're only simply learning Torah, then you need the full 40 saw. But if you are teaching others, then you actually need a full mikvah. Umar goes on and has a very, very, it concludes with a very interesting, oh, also talks about idea that even if you can't get a mikvah, a full kosher mikvah, um, maybe it would be sufficient to just go into any body of water and immerse yourself. And there's the reason why today some people who are quasi strict about this rule won't actually seek out a mikvah, but will go into a pool or a, or a large bathtub, might be sufficient for this halacha. Finally, interesting halacha, and I know I'm way over five minutes, I'm sorry, but it's Matzah Shabbos and I'm tired, so I can't do another recording. But the Gemara actually says at the end that there were three rabbis sitting around and having uh, dinner, and then they were get, getting ready to bench. And one said, I should lead the benching. Why? Because I had nine cabin of water on me. Obviously, he was admitting that he had had sex the night before. The second rabbi said, no, I should be the one to lead the benching because I went into a mikvah of 40 saw. Obviously, he was also admitting to that. And the third rabbi said, you know what? I should be the one to do it because I didn't do either of them because I didn't need to either have nine cabin or 40 saw because I didn't have sexual relations last night. It's so interesting how they talked about this openly. Anyways, we will continue tomorrow with the Mishnah on the bottom of 22. Chaf uh, Beis on the Beis. That concludes Daf Chaf Beis 22.